I'm not, I'm never quite sure what the appropriate greeting is at this stage. Because if I say Merry Christmas, it feels like, dude, that's like so 48 hours ago. If I say Happy New Year, you're like the factual ones among you, like the, the detail, you're like, it's not the New Year yet, Aaron, you can't say it. So um, I'm just going to say Merry New Year to you and you can deal with that however you like. We are so glad you're with us. Uh, my name is Aaron. If this is the first time, uh, I know I got to meet a bunch of folks at our first service who came with friends or family. So glad that you are here. Uh, it, it is blowing my mind that we are just a few days away from the year 2020. I mean, can you, can you believe this? I remember as a kid, the year 2020 was like the frontier of the future, right? Every sci-fi movie I watched in the 80s uh, predicted that this was the year when all of the great technologies were finally going to be a reality, in fact, I remember in, in the 80s, I remember uh, seeing in, in sci-fi movies that they actually had phones, get this, 40-year-olds like me, phones that did not have cables attached to them, right? I mean, could and, and not only that, but, but you didn't just talk on these phones. You could look at the phone and see the face of the person you were talking to. Can you imagine if that kind of technology was actually real today? That, that'd be incredible. Or, or how about this one? You know, I remember in uh, that they predicted by the year 2020 that we would be... Uh, traveling to Mars for our summer vacations, right? Summer vacations on Mars, the strange terrain, all the weird aliens. And while, while that's not exactly true, uh, you know, just go to Myrtle Beach in July. It's basically the same thing, right? Uh, a little bit strange. But, uh, but the, the ultimate expression of technology that, that, that we hoped for in the year 2020, uh, the thing that we knew, we knew we knew it was coming. Any guesses? Do you remember Children of the 80s? Remember what it was going to come? No guesses? flying cars, right? Flying cars. Y'all remember this? I mean, we, we grew up watching the Jetsons. Cars were going to fly by 2020. And, and lest you think that is not a reality, if you don't believe flying cars exist, you have never seen Pastor Aaron driving down New 16 late for church. Because my car, it flies. I mean, it really, it takes air. It, right around St. James somewhere, I come up and it's just air time. So, well, it is kind of fun to just think about 2020 and it, it's almost here. Uh, it's right around the corner. And what, what does that mean for us? What does God have for us in this coming year? Well, today is our annual New Year's reflection service. And every year we do something different for this service. Did you notice it's a little bit different today, right? Um, no, no stage, right? No stage. Uh, no, no pipe and drape. We've got the chair set there. We've got a table in the middle. Uh, we, we like to pull things back on this Sunday, strip things back just to pause and spend some time reflecting together. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, not only is it a little bit different that way, but we also have some kids in the service with, with us today. We, uh, and this is what we call our family service. And kids, I'm so glad you're here. Parents, if you have a child with you, um, they are, we want them to participate. In fact, kids, you got a little bulletin or gift uh, as you came in. If you did not get that, shoot your hands up and someone from our back will make sure you get yours. But you have your own little bulletin with some reflection questions. I would invite you to engage it. Of course, you're welcome to participate with the adults as well. I'm excited. I have my own kid, Zoeanna, in the service today, and Zoe's going to help uh, lead in our reflection time. I'm really excited about that. In fact, someone in the last service said I looked more nervous for her than she did. So uh, that was uh, that's, that's probably true, but uh, such a gift to have Zoe. But I want to tell you about what we're going to do. We're going to pause today, and we're, we're going to do some reflection. We're going to look back. 
and we're going to look ahead, and I want to invite you to do that. We're also going to sing, and uh, Michael and the band are doing such a great job today, giving Nathan a well-deserved break. He's visiting family in Wilmington, but you guys are the choir today, so as we sing, I'll invite you to just belt it out and help lead us strong together today. Uh, as you came in, you should have received a connection card, as always, a little tool that we like to use just to communicate with you. A couple things for you to know about this week. Uh, there is no Remix. Remix, our, our middle school and high school youth ministry is on Christmas break. Uh, by the way, Welcome 101 is coming up January 12th. Welcome 101 is a class, a three-week class that we offer where you can uh, come and discover how to live out your role in God's story. And if you've always been looking for an opportunity, but you think, I can never give a weekend or a Sunday evening, this is the perfect chance for you. Our Welcome 101 in January is going to be during the 930 service in the upper room. So you can come, you can put the kids in Kidtropolis and go to our Welcome 101 class if you'd be interested in doing that. January 12th, 19th, and then whatever, 26th. There you go. Three Sundays to do that. Uh, finally, this time of year is also a time of year where we talk about year-end giving. If you're like me, you're getting emails from your college, uh, from maybe uh, other organizations you support, your college roommate desperately needing a, a GoFundMe for his uh, broke-down Cadillac, uh, whatever it is. Kind of, but we know that this time of year is a time where we're thinking about giving. And I just want to say thank you to those of you who have made giving to the mission of your church a priority. Thank you for the way you've invested in God's work through Lake Forest Church. If you are uh, the kind of person who makes year-end gifts, uh, you need to have those in postmarked by December 31st or simply submitted online by December 31st if you want those to count for tax year 2019. Okay, well, uh, I didn't do a greeting in the first service, so why don't we stand up? Why don't you stand up, turn to your neighbor and tell them what do you think is the appropriate greeting for this time of year? Ready, go. All right, grab a seat, grab a seat. What's the verdict, by the way? Did I have any good, any answers to this question? Just hello. Just hello. Just hello. That's a good option. I like just the hello. That's good. Uh, well, next week, we will begin a brand new series uh, on the life of David. We're calling this series Start. Uh, and even if you aren't familiar with the Bible, you're, you're, you're not familiar with the stories in the Bible, you've probably heard of this person, David. In fact, David, when he was a young boy, he took on a giant. Does anybody know the story of David and, right, David and the giant peach. That's right. No, no, I'm just kidding. David and Goliath. You know this story. Uh, David was born a shepherd. When he grew up, he became king of Israel, God's people. And though David was not perfect, and I just love this about David, though David was not perfect, he was deeply, deeply committed to his God. He never lost sight of his God. In fact, the Bible uses this phrase to describe David. Listen to the power of this description. It said that David was a man after God's own heart. Interesting. In ancient Hebrew culture, the heart was one of the most important parts of a person. The heart was, was the, the, the place where our deepest longings and desires lived. The heart was the place that housed our affections and our, our needs. The heart was the place that also set the direction and course for our lives. And so today, 
as we come to begin this journey with David, I want you to think for a minute, what do you think it means that David was a man after God's own heart? Well, um, David, in addition to being a king and giant slayer, is also a great poet. Um, In the Bible, we have a book called Psalms that is full of poems written by or in honor of David. Um, The Hebrews use this as a prayer book to guide their prayers and um, times of thinking and talking with God. Jesus himself used this in um, the New Testament to guide his own prayers. So we also today will be using the Psalms as our guide as we seek to be people after God's own heart. Here at Lake Forest, we believe the Word, or the Bible, is God speaking in powerful and personal ways to us. Um, So as we hear three readings from the book of Psalms, um, listen to these verses and consider how God might be speaking to you guys today. As Zoe said, we're going to look at three ways that we can be people after God's heart. And the first way is simply this. The first way is by seeking to remember. Listen to how David describes this in his meditation from Psalm 77. He writes, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. David knew that there was a kind of power to remembering. In fact, he often in the Psalms would sit down to remember the way God had been faithful to his people freeing them from Egypt, leading them through the Red Sea into the Promised Land. But David also sat down in the Psalms and wrote about how God had been faithful to him, to him personally. In fact, that's what this word meditating really means. The word meditate in Hebrew simply means to chew on, like a cow chews its cud. Y'all know how a cow chews its cud, right? How does a cow chew its cud? Very slowly. Not, not like the Jersey girls chewing bubblegum, right? Not that way. It's slow. This, that's what it means to meditate. So why don't we take a moment to reflect on, to chew on God's goodness from this last year. You can close your eyes if you wish or just bow your head or just sit in a comfortable posture. But take a moment to reflect on how God has been good to you. What are some of the ways you experienced God's goodness in 2019. 
David knew that seeking to remember is a powerful source of our worship. As we sing this next song, let's let this be our prayer of gratitude, our praise for all the ways God has been good to you, good to us in this last year.
God's goodness in our lives, let's just see how incredibly faithful he is. But it also shows us how we have been not so faithful. We have turned away from God and forgotten to seek his ways. Look at how David describes this in Psalm 53. God looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Everyone has turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. The Bible calls this idea of turning away from God's sin, a word which in Hebrew means to miss the mark. I know that in this past year, I have missed the mark many, many times. I haven't loved my neighbor. I haven't put others first. This last week of Christmas, I'm sure my family suffered from my missing the mark, and my classmates could probably tell a couple stories on the subject. God calls us to feed the hungry, care for the poor, seek truth and justice, and most of all, to love, to love even our enemies. But as David says, not really anyone is doing good. We're all missing the mark. Where in your life do you feel like you have been missing the mark? Take a moment to reflect on this last year. Where have you failed to love others? You know, it's not really hard to look back and see all the places where we've failed or messed up. In uh, many of his Psalms, David talks about how he wishes his sins weren't as obvious as, as they appear. But he also shows us in those Psalms that by seeking God's heart, we can always come to God with these sins and find his mercy and forgiveness. David does just this in his prayer in Psalm 51. He says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. In a moment, we will come together to the communion table 
to remember God's greatest act of love for us, his death on the cross. Christ came and died for us so that he could offer forgiveness to every person who would seek a relationship with God. As you come to the table, bring your failures from 2019 and ask him, as David does, to take these failures from you and wash you white as snow, remembering how faithful God is in his love, how always, always waiting for you, ready to offer his forgiveness. Thank you, Zoe, for that powerful reminder. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with some of his closest friends for a meal. And at the table, he took the bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. As often as you eat of it, do so in remembrance of me. In a similar way, he took a cup of wine, and after giving thanks, he passed it around so that all might drink. And he said, this is the cup of my new covenant, my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. As often as you drink of it, do so in remembrance of me. Communion is a powerful reminder of exactly what David talks about. That our God is merciful. He is compassionate. He is quick to forgive for all who would seek his forgiveness. But that forgiveness was not cheap, nor was it free. But the price was paid by Jesus on the cross. And so today, just as Zoe instructed us, we invite you to come with whatever in the shadows is still carrying with you from 2019. What mistakes, what failures, what guilt would you like to leave at the table with Jesus and experience being washed white as snow again? This table is open to all who have put their faith and trust in Jesus. And if you've never done that, you could do so even today, letting this be your declaration. If you're not ready to take that step, that's okay. We invite you just to remain in your seat and reflect on if that's something you might be ready to do at some point in these coming weeks. We have gluten-free at the end. We have stations on all sides. We're going to have a family style today. It's self-serve. It's a little bit messy, but that's kind of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ together, isn't it? So would you stand with me? I'm going to pray for us, and I'm going to invite you to come and receive these signs of God's grace in our lives. Jesus, I know that in my life, there are times when in my head, I know that you have forgiven me. But in my heart, I still carry regret and guilt and shame. Today, as I come to the table, as we come to the table, God, I pray that we could not just know in our heads your forgiveness, but we could experience in our hearts what it means to be washed white as snow. Would you help us to leave our guilt with you at the table and to receive and be filled again with your grace and love for us? Thank you, Jesus, for the way you have so loved us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you come and receive these signs of his grace?